Welcome to Liars for Hire. My name is Robbie. Uh, this is going to be a solo episode of Liars for Hire. Uh, I was uh, told by my co-hosts, uh, Jackson and Chase, um, to do a episode of Liars for Hire alone this time. Um, no particular reason. Uh, that was It was just kind of an idea they had, um, kind of uh, off the dome from them. Uh, if you hear any chirping... Uh, in, in this episode of Liars for Hire, uh, along with any other uh, episode that I'm in, um, that is because it is uh, from my bird, Watermelon. I have a love bird named Watermelon. He's a rescue. Um, and uh, sometimes he just he just peeps. He peeps when, when I talk. Uh, so you, that, you might hear from him. Um, like I said, this is going to be just an episode with me and you. Um, this is uh, not an episode divisible by five. Uh, therefore, we are not allowed to answer any user questions, user viewer questions. Um, so instead, I have decided to uh, ask the Liars Club fan account to put out a tweet requesting statements. Um, if you saw that, uh, you should, uh, you, you know, that's that's why we did that. Um, if you aren't already following uh, at Liars Club fan account, that's Liars Club fan ACC on Twitter, uh, please do so. That is not just a fan account. It is also the official account of, of the Liars Club. I don't know whose fucking idea that was. Um, so instead of uh, uh, answering questions, I'm going to re- be, be repeating statements that I see. Uh, this one comes from uh, uh, a friend, Pia. I don't know if I should say who did these. I'll just say, I'll just say like a name, a name I see. This one comes from Pia. Grapes are easy to acquire and easy to eat. Um, so thank you, Pia. Uh, because I can't be answering any, uh, user questions. I keep saying, I'm going to say user a lot more. That's just something that I have from customer service. I apologize. Uh, because we are uh, not going to be answering any viewer questions, I've decided to pull up, uh, from a newmode.com's dating relationship uh segment uh segment of their of their website i've pulled up uh 25 questions to ask a guy you like um so we're going to be reading those uh number 1 what makes you feel alive um creativity uh what do you consider to be the most irresistible part of a woman <laughs> i should <laughs> I should have read that we're too far. It's too far in the bit. Fuck. Uh, I, I like, um, uh, uh, this is, we can't skip this question. I won't skip this question. What do you consider to be the most irresistible part of a woman? Her money. Describe your ideal date activity. Um, you watch me play video games. What is the best thing to ever happen to you? Uh, I went through surgery and I lived. Who do you most admire? Um, YouTubers that have a billion dollars. What movie always makes you cry? Be kind, rewind. Do you believe in soulmates? No. What always makes you smile? Compliments. What is the most attractive quality a person can have? Uh, money. 
Who was your first crush? Um, I probably had crushes, but I didn't know they were crushes. There was a girl, Brittany, in my class in middle school. I li- I had a crush on her. What is the best part about being in a relationship? Um, security. <laughs> what movie could you never get sick of watching? Be kind, rewind. What is your favorite song of all time? Um, uh, Super Rad by the Aquabats. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, time travel? Uh, do you have any irrational fears? Probably. Yeah, horror movies. Are you a softie deep down? I'm just a softie up. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yeah, why not? What is your favorite thing about me? Uh, a new mode.com. My favorite thing about you is that you gave me these questions. Uh, do you think it's ever okay for a girl to make the first move? Yes, of course. Where do you see yourself in five years? Dead. What do you like most about yourself? Um, I think I'm funny. Oh, hold on. It says here, this one might make him a little embarrassed unless he's super cocky, but how often do we get to be put in a position to think about who we are and what we like about ourselves? I mean, constantly, right? You're constantly thinking about what you like about yourself. Um, am I super cocky? What do you like most about yourself? Like number one thing, probably, probably that I'm funny. Do you want to cuddle? Uh, man, sometimes not right now. What is the first thing you noticed about me? Uh, your logo. What is your proudest accomplishment? Um, becoming a member of liars club. What is the best way to keep the spark alive in a relationship? Uh, communication. And there you go. Uh, those were some uh, questions from uh, newmode.com uh, to ask a guy you like. Uh, so th- now that you know more about me, um, it's time to know more about you. Uh, we got a statement from uh, Hazel. Uh, the replies that say a statement are funny but obvious. And this comment is self-aware, but basically says nothing. Uh, uh, thank you, Hazel. Um, I've prepared some statements from some friends. Uh, I, I've, I've requested uh, some of my friends to give me statements. Um, uh, because I couldn't have them on the show last minute. I couldn't, I couldn't clear them. Um, so uh, here is a message from my friend, Twilight. <sighs> Hey everybody, it's Twilight here. I just hope everybody's having a really good day. It's uh, it's Monday, Monday 1.55 a.m. Uh, I've got a dev meeting with my, uh, my, my video game development team in about 13 hours. But right now, you want to know what's happening? I'm eating Rice Krispie Treats. Homemade. Homemade. My mom made these. My mom and my dad made these Rice Krispie treats, and I get to have a whole bag of them, just for myself. That is delightful. Uh, I hope everybody else, on this lovely Monday morning, that I'm recording this, and it's almost certainly not going to be uploaded, 
uh, has a moment of joy to themselves, a private moment of joy, like me with these Rice Krispie treats. All right, that was a message from Twilight. Thank you, Twilight, for that message. I'm going to go ahead and read another statement. Um, This one is from... uh, I can't read that name, so I'm not doing that one. Uh, This one's from uh, Mango. Warning, big dick energy radiation. Uh, Oh, the next thing I have written down here is random game lookup. Um, so, uh, play the random game lookup theme. That was the theme to random game lookup. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, looking up a random video game, uh, based on a, uh, a, uh, algorithm that I've created. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna learn all about it. So, uh, let's go ahead and get that set up. Um, this is a, uh, algorithm that I've created, uh, for a game with some friends, uh, that I would like to actually make it to a product one day. Uh, product is such a weird thing. I guess just, like, a thing to, uh, show people. Um, just kind of have another, uh, fun game to play. A game about games, so to speak. Um, so one day you might see, uh, everything about that. This is a video game called, let's see... Video Flipper. Video Flipper. Uh, I don't know that company. Let's see. Video Flipper 1984. Uh, Tangerine Auric. It's for the Auric. I don't even know what the Auric is. Here, this is this is the fun part about it. Auric. I assume the name Flipper, it's probably a pinball game. Based on what I know, we're going to be going to videogamesmuseum.com. Yep, genre f- uh, f- Oh, yeah, it's a pinball game. Okay. Uh, Video Flipper is a game. Um, Looks like it was a... Oh, this seems German? This might be a German game? I could... It's not, it's not, it's not a language I'm aware of. Um, Just seems to be a, a pinball game uh, from... 1984 called video flipper uh not a lot of information about this game out there it seems um looks like there's a ton of fucking ways to play it though uh let's see here get the most out of your auric there's a long play for it on youtube uh this logo is very rainbow that's very nice uh looks like it was made by two people uh, let's do another. Let's do another. Let's not end it on uh, on video flipper. I feel like we can do we could do one more game. Let's do one more game. Okay, this is an early one. Oh shit. Okay. Allow me to find the next game that we're going to be learning about. Okay. Ooh. All right, this this is a game that has a lot. It it's a it's one name, but it it looks like it's for uh a bunch of different things. So let's specifically look up the micro B version of a game called Black Box. Okay, that just seems to just be like a weird computer. Let's look up Black Box MS DOS. Oh, that's a very 
very general thing. Oh, is this like a the black box game? It seems to be like a puzzle game. Say black box game for MS DOS. Fade to black. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, it's on abandonware. Great, you could just you could just play this game on abandonware. Black. Another pinball game. Hold on, I'm looking you up on YouTube right now. Did I get two pinball games in a fucking row? Dude, I totally fucking did. I got fucking pinball games. That is insane to me. I got two pinball games in a row out of every video game ever made. All right. Hey, uh, this one was made in uh, 1987 uh, by Rusco, it seems, on the MS-DOS. Um, pink and blue, like a lot of MS-DOS games. Uh, I'm going to be taking a sip of my drink here. Uh, even this uh, this YouTube video I'm looking at doesn't know a lot about it. Um, but it's on my Abandonware, so you can actually play that uh, right now if you wanted to. Um, Black Box is the name of that game. Um, oh, really, really great description of it on uh, my Abandonware. Um, oh, see, now this seems to be uh, not the uh, pinball version of MS of uh, Black Box. It seems to just be, it looks like Minesweeper, kind of like Minesweeper. Um, but instead of mines, it's like hidden atoms. Um, so it looks like Black Box, uh, like I said before, goes by by many uh, different games. Um, so that's Black Box uh, for for various systems. Sometimes it's a pinball game. Sometimes it's a Minesweeper clone. Uh, you never know what you're going to get to get with the game Black Box. Um, we're going to get another statement going from um, the Liars Club uh, large, uh, this one comes from, uh, Rice Prez Pip. They say, I'm cool. Thank you, Rice Prez Pip. Um, next we're gonna do a statement from my friend Sky. Uh, Sky, uh, is a, a wonderful, wonderful friend of mine. She, uh, is very funny. Um, so, uh, here is the statement from Sky. Hey everybody, my name is Sky. And I'm very happy about this opportunity to be a guest on uh, Liars for Hire, the podcast that uh, that is run by my friends over at Liars Club. Uh, my name is Sky, like I said before. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about this shirt that I love. I'm wearing it right now. It's long sleeve and it has an angry wolf on it. And I have a different shirt over here. Let me get it. It's also a long sleeve, and it also has an angry wolf on it. I love the angry wolves because they are so vicious and so violent. And that speaks to me in ways that other wolves don't. You know, I'm glad they haven't cut me off yet because there's this band I've been listening to. Great. Uh, this one comes from Ape Man. Uh, speciation is a fluid concept which has no definite or concrete application to all life forms, uh, even if it is useful in categorizing relatively distinct populations. Uh, don't know what that means. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thanks. Uh, next I wanted to, uh, read off the results of AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. 
Um, so if you're not down for spoilers, please skip to 45 minutes and 50 seconds in the, uh, in the podcast. Um, first up in the, in the, in the, in the way off, um, you know, pre-show, uh, Serena Deeb defeated Riho. Uh, Riho, I feel like, um, is kind of on the wayside and I think that's mostly due to COVID, um, being a wrestler from Japan, it's kind of hard to. Uh, see your family and also wrestle in America at the same time. So I'm sure she had to pick uh, one or the other. Uh, now with um, now with regulations probably loosening up, she's probably fine. But every time I see her in ABW, AEW, she's usually losing. Uh, being the first uh, women's champion in AEW, uh, losing to Serena Deeb, who I don't know much about, um, but I've heard good things uh, from her appearances on Dark, uh, is um, quite shocking. Uh, mostly because I feel like Riho is... Um, not necessarily underutilized talent. I just feel like being the first women's champion, you kind of like have your big hurrah, your big run, but then you don't really do much after that. Um, uh, seeing her um, in the overseas women champion uh, fight was awesome. Um, when that was uh, commentated by um, Excalibur, uh, that was uh, great. That was a that was a great tournament. Uh, very much liked watching it. I uh, had a had a lot of really really good wrestlers I've never seen before, um. So that was uh, that was nice. So shout out to Riho. Uh, sorry that you were defeated by submission, uh, from Serena Deeb. Um, Hangman Adam Page defeated Brian Cage. Um, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Cage being the opener, uh, officially for the pay per view Double or Nothing. Uh, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Cage together. Um, they had extremely good chemistry um and i think that just because both of those men are extremely talented wrestlers um they're both wrestlers that um they wrestle often but i feel like not often enough i'm gonna be taking another drink um from my uh tea so excuse me uh at the end of that match brian cage uh uh threatened it seems like is it's a bit rocky with what he's gonna be doing with team taz um, but you know, that's, that's just what that is. Um, I really hope they don't break up. I, I love team Taz, uh, especially with hook, uh, now becoming more of a, uh, prominent role hook being Taz's son. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, um, those, those two wrestlers, I feel like, uh, don't really get their, their big chance in the limelight. They're always usually doing something else. So seeing those two go head to head in a, in a singles match was very, very fun. Uh, Brian Cage threatening to do, uh, hangman Adam Page's finish. Uh, which is the buckshot lariat was uh, an interesting thing to do. Brian Cage was very uh, cocky about that. And of course, the ending of that match where um, Ricky Starks uh, comes in and wants to give Brian Cage the FTW belt in order to uh, cheaply win that match as he refused. Um, Hangman Adam Page was able to get the buckshot lariat off of him and pin him one, two, three. Um, so again, great, great match. Both of those men are extremely talented. Um, next up, Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, the presidents of America. Um, Young Bucks winded up, uh, getting that match over on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a pin one, two, three after, I want to say Matt pinned Eddie. Pretty sure that's how that happened. Um, if I remember properly. Which I probably don't. Uh, great match. Uh, a lot of really fun spots. Um, you know, uh, y- Young Bucks winning again. 
you know, <laughs> right? Like, Young Bucks keeping those belts, uh, not letting John Moxley and Eddie Kingston kind of have that time in the limelight. And and them being a tag team makes sense based on their history. Uh, but I feel like just the Young Bucks are the tag team champions of AEW. Um, I feel like it's hard to kind of go up against them. I don't really know who in AEW is strong enough to defeat them. Um, which, you know, that's a, that, that is what it is. Uh, I, I feel like it's another reign for, uh, a gimmick that's kind of dying. Not necessarily because, uh, there's not enough fuel in the tank, but I feel like with Don Callis leaving, uh, TNA as the CEO, the, the forbidden door feels like it's slowly closing, uh, if you, uh, know the terminology. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that, that's kind of, that kind of is what it is. Uh, but you know, um, great match, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston fucking work beautifully together uh and the young bucks uh the spot monkeys that there are continue going to continue to to put on good shows uh, especially as heels um they're uh they're they're very fun to watch no matter what but it would have been nice to see john moxley and eddie kingston the presidents of america uh take that belt um should be noted that shady rick knox was once again refereeing um probably got paid off by the young bucks which always happens um but you know tis was tis uh jungle boy um, winded up winning the Battle Royale, uh, had a really good, uh, last, uh, last, uh, kind of mono we mono fight against Christian Cage, um, Christian Cage being, uh, kind of a veteran, uh, in, in the wrestling, uh, in the, in the wrestling world, going up against Jungle Boy, extremely new blood, um, was very interesting to watch, um, should probably talk about the people that came in, uh, Christian Cage from the beginning, um, staying pretty much the entire way through uh which is very rare um but that will be explained in soon why that happened um uh, christian cage also having the most eliminations out of anybody in the casino battle royale uh in the clubs division was christian cage um matt seidel powerhouse hobbs dustin rhodes and max caster um max caster uh part of the acclaimed he is fucking over uh if you if you watch aw you're not sure about the names max caster is the person who comes out and does a freestyle rap every once in a while when the acclaimed come out um just needed a crowd just needed a crowd that liked him um he's funny you know <laughs> he's a funny guy uh i i i like max caster i i have very much come around on the acclaimed um whenever they come out uh the people that i watch with usually boo him uh, mostly because he's fucking annoying because of the the freestyle rap and with every heel if you boo them it's working uh dustin rhodes um he he's dustin rhodes you know he's he's an older guy um he's he's in for one last run as his uh titantron says i feel like whenever he's there he puts on a show um despite being uh, an older guy uh powerhouse hobbs uh phenomenal phenomenal wrestler so much potential uh extremely excited to see where he goes um and matt seidel so uh yeah the 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 clubs uh they they came out um max caster i believe being the oh no matt seidel was the first to be eliminated then max caster um uh, Christian Cage and Dustin, Ro- or no, uh, Christian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, both get knocked out of the ring, but kind of, uh, stay under the ring, as happens with a lot of Royales. Uh, there's usually one or two people who, uh, hide for a little bit, um, to, uh, you know, uh, avoid detection. Uh, Diamonds come out, uh, Matt Hardy, uh, comes out and gets the jump on, uh, gets the jump on, uh, number 10. 
uh, of the uh, Dark Order, Preston Vance. Um, love, love number 10. Uh, love Preston Vance. Um, really, really, really cool uh, to have him come out. Um, Nick Camarado then comes out uh, and Serpentico. Uh, now, Serpentico came in because he was replacing somebody um, in uh, in uh, the, the Royale. I forgot who uh, had to step out, but Serpentico uh, was thrown in by Luther uh, in a very comedic uh, way and was then immediately thrown out uh, by number 10. Uh, it should be noted that Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy uh, both came out first um, and got the jump on press number 10 Vance. Um, who did then get knocked out by Dustin Rhodes. Nick Camarado, being the big hairy guy, I like to call him the animal, uh, was also knocked out by uh, Dustin Rhodes, I believe, at the same time. Um, and that was the Diamonds. Uh, after which, uh, Dustin Rhodes was knocked out by Powerhouse Hobbs and uh, Christian Cage, who both uh, came in at that time, um, which led us to uh, the Hearts coming out. Uh, which included uh, the Varsity Blondes, both at the same time, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Um, after that, Colt Cabana, part of the Dark Order, and uh, Anthony Bowens, um, who... Uh, trying to remember who Anthony Bowens even was. I think he is a Nightmare Factory guy. No! Sorry! Anthony Bowens is another the other member of the Acclaimed. Forget his name uh, all the time. Uh, mostly because I'm looking at Mass Caster. Uh, Anthony Bowen's uh, really, uh, again, high potential wrestler. Um, and then uh, Penta El Zero Mierdo, uh Pentagon Jr. Um, awesome, awesome wrestler. Came out in some fucking Joker colors. Uh, it's just a great show uh, every single time you get to see him come out. Uh, after that, Colt Cabana was uh, eliminated by Isaiah Cassidy. Um, Isaiah Cassidy being a member of the private party, also the, uh, Hardy party, as, uh, we've, we've come to call them, um, uh, being a, a party, uh, a, a tag team purchased, quote unquote, by the Matt Hardy family in his new gimmick where he's just rich and he's throwing around money. Um, after that, Anthony Bowens, uh, was eliminated, um, next Griff Garrison and then Brian Pillman Jr. Um, so at this point, um... We are just having a slobber knocker of the uh, Hardy Party, including Matt Hardy uh, and the Private Party, just knocking people out left and right. Um, they have a, a very big um, presence in the ring at this point uh, until we get um, we get to uh, the Spades. Um, Spades is when Mark Quinn comes in, Mark Quinn being the other, the other half of the Hardy Party, which is when a lot of those eliminations happen, um, along with Jungle Boy, a member of the, uh, Jurassic Express, who I adore, uh, Aaron Solo, who I believe is the member of the Nightmare Family that not a lot of people know, uh, Evil Uno, who is, uh, the... Uh, main recruiter of the Dark Order, who I also fucking adore, and Lee Johnson, um, another uh, Nightmare Family guy. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, Aaron Solo gets eliminated by Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson gets eliminated by Matt Hardy. Evil Uno uh, gets eliminated by Pentelza or Mierno. Uh, Mask Boys are fighting. Don't like it. Wish they would fight together. Tiz was tiz. Uh, after that, Pentelza or Mierno gets uh, eliminated by Jungle Boy. Um... At which point, um, at which point, uh, it is, uh, oh, oh yeah, okay, Powerhouse Hobbs also gets eliminated by Christian Cage, um, and Leo Rush, 
who is the Joker, um, who is somebody who is in NXT. Um, you know, fans of NXT uh, get a lot of, you know, really, really young talent. NXT being an old WWE, or not an old WWE, it's current WWE, uh, current WWE um, show where it has a bunch of new guys come in. Uh, Leo Rush was a member of that until he split uh, and is now in AEW, All Elite. Assuming, uh, I assume he's going to get a paycheck. Um, my friend Justin, who I watch wrestling with, um, really uh, was excited about Leo Rush. Uh, said something about wishing he would stay out of trouble. Don't know what that meant. Um... After that, the ring was uh, Matt Hardy, Christian Cage, and Jungle Boy. Uh, Mark Quinn was eliminated um, along with Isaiah Cassidy, uh, both by Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, um, which left those three. Uh, Matt Hardy attempted to create a uh, a alliance with um, uh, or Matt Hardy attempted to make a alliance with Christian Cage because they wrestled together in SmackDown all those years ago, uh, to which uh, Christian Cage agreed and then promptly threw Matt Hardy out of the ring um, because fuck Matt Hardy. Uh, which left Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, which, again, awesome new versus old style match. Um, they both put their all into that ending that ending bout there, which is great because they were in the fucking ring most of the time. Um, except for Jungle Boy, he came in at the, at the, at the, at the end there. Um, but Christian Cage, of course, being in there most of the time. Um, Jungle Boy put on a wonderful show, uh, swung around on the turnbuckle, which was really great to watch. Um, ending in Jungle Boy eliminating Christian Cage and Christian Cage giving him the approval saying, you are going to get the belt next and giving him a big hug, which made me cry. Uh, so that was the Casino Battle Royale. Um, really fun to watch. Uh, after that was the Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Ogogo match, which I did not watch. Um, after that, uh, Miro versus Lance Archer, Miro winning. Um, two giant motherfuckers just beating up each other like a fucking semi. Two, it's a, I, the, 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 the comparison I kept making was two semis, uh, crashing into each other over and over again. Um, wonderful, wonderful match. Um, love Miro, love Lance Archer. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts coming out trying to fuck up that match and Miro throwing the snake, uh, the bag with the snake in it, um, across the, uh, run-in, uh, was extremely fun. Um, I feel like kind of a callback to when Miro threw that fish on, uh, WWE. Um, Miro, uh, making Lance Archer, uh, I believe go to sleep. I believe Lance Archer was just conked out. Um, Miro, uh, continuing to stay the champion, uh, uh, the TNT champion, which I don't know what they're going to be doing because they're moving to TBS soon, I believe. Um, so who knows? Uh, great match. Uh, again, t- two big guys just bumping into each other. Love to see it. Next was Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker DMD. Uh, Britt Baker is a extremely technical wrestler. Love to see her in the ring. Um, hate fucking seeing when Rebel messes shit up, uh, just because I like seeing Britt Baker do things on her own so much. Um, Hikaru Shida, I greatly respect. I feel like, um, both of these wrestlers kind of need a perfect partner to wrestle with, and they can put on extremely good matches. Um, not that I don't think that they put on a good match tonight. I think they both really put in the work. Uh, it was just kind of 17 minutes long. Um... Which, uh, was kind of like, uh, yeah, um, nothing wrong with a, a long match, especially for, uh, the, the women's championship. Um, but there was, there, there felt like a lot of like, 
Oh, okay, and okay, and then okay, and okay. Um, which is uh, again, it, it that just happens in some matches. Um, Britt Baker and Hikurashita uh, doing a lot of really cool shit. Uh, as always, Britt Baker will always do cool shit, and Britt Baker winning the women's championship over Hikarushita and new uh AEW women's world champion. Um uh got her with the uh lockjaw, which is her uh uh, uh submission uh finisher. Um no one has kicked out of the lockjaw yet. Um which is scary. Uh, but defeating Hikarashita is a big deal. Uh, Hikarashita, uh, not wearing her regular red and black Tifa attire, going all white this time, I think to kind of signify, uh, her, uh, her finale, uh, as AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, congratulations, Britt Baker DMD, you absolutely deserve it. You put in a lot of work. Uh, Hikarashita, I hope this does not, uh, dissuade you. Uh, in any way, you are a wonderful technical wrestler, and I hope that you continue to stay in the company. Uh, next was... In my opinion, the best match of the night. Uh, 12 minute and 30 match between Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky, uh, being an old member of SCU before turning heel and, uh, after, uh, or before SCU breaking up, um, which they unfortunately did recently. Uh, and Ethan Page being, um, uh, some fucking impact guy. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, Darby Allen is a fucking awesome wrestler from Seattle, Washington. Uh, so he's got to represent. Please come back. Uh, with Sting um, being an old fuck from WCW. Uh, Sting put on one of the best fucking shows I've ever goddamn seen. Uh, Darby Allen gets pretty fucked up early on in the match, so Sting kind of has to, uh, carry the match on his shoulders. And boy fucking does he. Um, I always feel like, when you get an old guy in the ring, it's a 50-50 chance that they're actually gonna be doing something worthwhile. I feel like Dustin kind of, uh, treads that line a little bit. Um, Sting proved that he still fucking got it. Uh, I thought that his, his run in WWE was kind of, meh. Uh, just because they kind of didn't really utilize him that well, they kind of made him an Undertaker type and not really be the kind of person that he wants to be, um, didn't help out any new talent, just kind of faced Triple H just to bury that hatchet, um, Stig was doing shit on the young guys, (laughs) uh, he, he was fucking moving in ways, he was punching in ways, he sold shit. He's just fucking great the entire time. Sting is absolutely the standout of that match. He still got it. Um, I always thought that he wouldn't be able to still uh, move it the way that he did, especially after seeing his uh, pre-recorded match before that with Team Taz. Uh, just because when you pre-record a match, it's like okay, so they probably had a lot of chances to uh, snu- uh, snub some of the some of the falls they did. Uh, Sting proved that wrong. Sting was outstanding. If you're gonna watch any match uh, from tonight. I would recommend the Casino Battle Royale, but more importantly, I would recommend, before you watch that, the Sting and Darby Allen match. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal show. Sting and Darby Allen winded up winning. Um, thank God they did. Great fucking match. After that, Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy and Pac in a three-way match. Um, that match proved that you could have a three-way match, um, without it being fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, all of, all of the wrestlers in there showed exactly what they're all about. Uh, Orange Cassidy doing his Orange Cassidy shit, Pac showing that he's one of the strongest motherfuckers in that company, and Kenny Omega doing Kenny Omega shit, um, 
27 minute match. Uh, so it was most of the show. Um, all things considered, not talking about the last one, which it has a reason for going pretty fucking long. Um, but, uh, it was great. Everybody was showing, you know, everything that they can do. Uh, all of those wrestlers can stay in the ring for an extremely long time, and they proved it. Uh, Kenny Omega winded up winning, keeping the championship belt, which, uh, kind of disappointed a lot of the people I was watching it with, um, just because both the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega continue to keep their belts as the AEW champions who, uh, don't really like AEW that much. Um, so yeah, let me, let me take another sip of my tea. But like I said, tis was tis. Um, they're probably going to keep it going until the next, uh, the, uh, the next pay-per-view. I don't think either of those people are going to want to lose their belts on an episode of Dynamite. So they'll probably hang on to them. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, I don't know what's going to happen to them. I hope that they stay together. They're just so, they work so well together. Uh, Eddie Kingston being in front of a crowd, uh, for the first time since quarantine is awesome. The Eddie chants were heard. Um, yeah, Pac, uh, is great. I, I hope the Death Triangle continues. Um, Orange Cassidy is great. The best friends will always continue. Um, Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega. Nothing can touch him. <laughs> and f- the finale of AEW Double or Nothing 2021 was the stadium stampede match between the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. Uh, this match came with a, uh, with a, uh, little touch of spice in it. Um, had the Inner Circle lost the stadium stampede match of Double or Nothing, uh, they would be forced to disband the Inner Circle, meaning if they lost this match, that would be their last match together as the Inner Circle. So it meant a lot. Um, the pinnacle, of course, being MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood. Uh, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler being a tag team. Uh, versus the inner circle, which is, of course, Chris Sammy Guevara and Santana and Ortiz, who are the tag team, respectively. Um, if you have a stadium stampede match from last year, uh, basically what a stadium stampede match is, it is a, uh, working of Chris Jericho who just loves to make shit up, um, where, uh, it is two giant teams versing each other in a football stadium. Falls count anywhere, um, no, no disqualifications, uh, just an all out, outside of the ring, backstage slobber knocker. Uh, which are extremely fun to watch, especially if you're new to wrestling. Those are some of the best matches to introduce you to a lot of wacky shit that can happen in wrestling. Uh, and this was no different. Uh, starts out with, um, Sammy Guevara versus, uh, Sean Spears in the middle of the ring. Uh, kind of a callback to when, uh, Sean Spears fucked up Sammy Guevara, um, which was then followed up by uh, Chris Jericho and MJF uh, moving things to the back. Uh, Cash Wheeler and uh, Santana Ortiz also moving things to the back. Uh, after the uh, squabble with Chris Jericho and MJF came Jake Hager versus Wardlow. Um, after that, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears moved things to the back. Uh, Santana Ortiz and Cash Wheeler continuing their fight until Chris Jericho and MJF moved from where they were currently fighting into the uh, Daily's Place ring uh, crowd, which made that crowd fucking pop 
and so did I. Uh, followed by Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears moving into the middle of the ring. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears battling each other um, until Sammy Guevara defeated Sean Spears uh, in a same in a very same way that Sean Spears did when they first started um, this feud. Uh, which means the inner circle defeated the pinnacle, meaning the inner circle is still a awesome, awesome team. Uh, love the inner circle. Uh, love the pinnacle. Love both of those teams. You cannot break up the inner circle. Chris Jericho needs those wrestlers. Um, extremely fun all the way through. A lot of the spots they do are funny, are entertaining, look brutal. Um makes you go ooh uh a lot of the shots they do especially with sean spears as the chairman um just really really fun to watch uh jake hager and wardlow are always always great to see uh both doing um you know their own style of wrestling on each other uh just just great just a stadium stampede match again this year was phenomenal uh congratulations to the inner circle for sticking together uh, MJF, you continue to look like the biggest piece of shit on the planet. I'm glad you weren't the one to lose the stadium stampede. Uh, Sean Spears losing that to Sammy Guevara made sense as Sammy Guevara was able to, uh, have a retribution as, uh, the, the person who uh, initially left the inner circle because of MJF, um, kind of saying, Hey, I'm a lifer. I love the inner circle. Uh, great, 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 uh, storytelling. Awesome way to end that match. Um, and with that, that ends uh, AW Double or Nothing's pay-per-view. Um, if you want me to give you a rating, I would say 9.9 out of 10. Uh, Double or Nothing was fucking awesome this year. Um, there was some slowness, uh, but it, that, that happens. Um, there there was never a moment where I went, that fucking sucks. Uh, it was just a fun show all the way through. Um Really, 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 really good matches. Everybody put on a uh, great showing. Um, from what I've seen, I'm giving it a 9.9 .9 without seeing the Cody Rhodes and Anthony Agogo match. Um, so if that match is shit, then I would could bring it down by one, but I didn't see it. <laughs> mm. uh, something else um, that happened, uh, they were uh, talking about bringing in a new trainer. And by introducing him... Uh, it was uh, Tony Schiavone in the middle of the ring introducing the new trainer with the strongest man in the world, sexual chocolate himself, Mark Henry, uh, now joining the ranks of AEW, which I fucking screamed and hollered for. Love Mark Henry. Uh, love everything he's done up to this point. Um, having him able to, uh, with a lot of the, the, the old heads there, uh, one last run um, and kind of showing the new guys uh, some of the ropes. Uh, just, uh, I love, I love to see it. Uh, Mark Henry is great. Um, yeah. Congratulations to Mark Henry, uh, for getting hired by the con, Tony Khan. Um, yeah. Uh, great, great show. Uh, what I recommend you, uh, buy uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah. I, I feel like you, you, you could have seen that live and, and had a lot of fun watching that live with, with a few friends sitting on the couch, cracking a few beers, uh, possibly some popcorn, um, or some chicken wings. Uh, great, 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 great show. Um, what's next for AEW? Uh, after, after this, um, you know, Britt Baker DMD being the women's champion makes sense. I'd like to see who could challenge it. Um, 
I feel like Chris Statlander is probably going to go after it. Um, just because she's back and I feel like she kind of wants to, you know, be, be a forefront again. And with the best friend, she's good. She's going to be over immediately. Uh, Chris Statlander being, um, one of my favorite wrestlers in AEW right now. Um, I feel like she has no reason not to, uh, I really fucking hope it's not red velvet. I'm tired of seeing red velvet. Uh, might be Jade. Jade now has her, uh, her not lawyer uh like promoter i guess um it it is a lawyer but i think that uh it, it was the same lawyer that helped mjf um in the match against john moxley uh he has now picked up jade um instead of matt hardy which was a, a fun little spot or a fun little uh a promo gimmick that they were doing in between matches um so it could be Jade. I, I feel like it could be Chris Statlander. Uh, who knows? Uh, what's next for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? I feel like they're going to continue to do the thing that they do. Um, Cody can't interfere with that because Cody can't go for the uh, championship. Um, so I don't know what's next. Maybe Jungle Boy. Um, I feel like Jungle Boy could also go for the TNT champion. Um, Miro, I think he's going to be... Uh, sitting sitting pretty proud with that TNT belt for a while. Um, uh, versus the Young Bucks. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Maybe Jungle Express? Uh, I could see the Private Party also going for it. Um, maybe the Acclaimed, if they wanted to get wacky. Mm. Uh, definitely not TH2. You'll never see them again. <laughs> no, you'll see TH2 again. I feel like that. that's just me being... Uh, being uh, cynical about that um but yeah great great all around great storytelling uh i feel like we're gonna be be led into uh be led into uh plenty of different um storylines with that and that and that's what it's all about right the storylines um i'm gonna go ahead and read another statement um this one is from uh, Layton, they said, uh, a statement is a type of sentence. So thank you, Layton. What are we doing on time? Holy fuck. Okay. Um, I thought that, I thought that would fill out an hour. This space remaining for recording 18 hours and 48 minutes. Okay, we'll do, we'll do an 18 hour podcast then. Um... I'd like to talk to you about sumo, right? Let's talk about sumo, Liars Club fans. Uh, the May Basho just ended. If you don't know what the Basho is, uh, sumo begins and ends every other month for two weeks. Uh, the May Basho uh, ended um, about uh, two weeks ago, I'd say. Um, and uh, I would just like to advertise to you that... Sumo is available to you via locations that I don't necessarily want to say online um, because I feel like it would be rude for me to call them out. Uh, but Sumo is uh, digestible by Americans in a way that it wasn't before. Um, I would greatly recommend you give it a shot. There's plenty of channels for you to uh, be introduced to Sumo. Uh, Chris Sumo is one of them. Um, if you just type in like, may sumo results or something like that on youtube there's somebody that could explain it way better um and be able to pronounce the names um i am uh not going to butcher 
any names. Uh, I feel like that would be disrespectful. Um, but uh, I do want to highlight uh, two wrestlers or two Rikishi, excuse me, um, that I feel like are uh, uh, ones that I always keep my eye on. Um, uh, something that I, I, I found with, with wrestling and, uh, sumo in particular wrestling with AEW and sumo with the sumo division of Japan, uh, it, it's always fun to find a person to root for and then see their journey. Um, so, uh, you know, AEW and, you know, just American wrestling is always, always very, very easy to do. Um, just because you see a guy and if he has a funny face and you cheer for him, um, but with me in particular, with sumo, it's kind of hard because a lot of the it, – it's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it, it's always like you kind of just have to watch for a little bit and then you might notice um, after like the second time. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He did that last time. Um, so in this in this case, I'd like to talk about two uh, uh, Rikishi that I uh, enjoy. Um, first up is Enho. Uh, he is in the trio division, I believe, which is, uh, basically there's different, uh, divisions, um, uh, kind of like a, a bronze, silver, gold, platinum. If we're talking about a ranked game, uh, he's in the gold. Um, he is an extremely lightweight Rikishi. Uh, he is smaller than all the other guys. Um, and, but because of that, he has to, uh, do a lot of weird shit to win. He has to do a lot of, um... Uh, traditional fighting uh, in order to actually win those matches. Um, so watching his uh, plight and his struggle is always very interesting. In the May Basho, in the May tournament, um, he he really fucked up his leg and his arm. Um, so he's just kind of working with two limbs at the moment. Um, and uh, once he fucked up that leg, I was I was hoping that he wouldn't continue to uh, wrestle, but he did. Uh, he pressed it here. I think he got another win. I think he ended five and ten, um, which is not good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know that's that's just kind of what you have to do. It's better to lose a match than it is to forfeit. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's always entertaining seeing Enho uh, uh, wrestle. Um, just because, like I said, he is much smaller than the other guys, so he has to do things um, that you know it's, it's 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 different. A lot of a lot of uh, 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 sumo wrestling is um, uh, pushing and shoving and slapping, um, and when you're sometimes a hundred and fifty pounds less than the guy you're going up against, you kind of have to think outside the box on how you're going to push and slap. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I like watching Enho when I can. He's not a part of the the big 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 boys, um, so uh, there's some avenues that I have to watch in order to see before the big boys come out. Um, but when I do, whenever I get to catch one of his matches, I'm always happy. Um, the next guy is uh, Tochi Noshin, aka Tochi. Um, he is a man from Georgia, uh, a big hairy guy. Uh, he's uh, I don't know why we latched onto him so much. Um, probably because uh, he's not Japanese, um, and it, it, it it's kind of rude to say that, but it's also like you know it's it's interesting to to see uh, a a culture um, and then be like, oh wait, I oh okay, I I recognize this part. Let me latch onto this part. This is comfy. This is safe. Um, but he's also just a very very good wrestler. Um, he's he's a very good uh, uh, a technical rikishi. Um, he he's big he's strong uh this match uh this basho in particular um he he had an injured leg for a long time 
which was kind of a bummer um, because he couldn't do a lot of the shit that he was uh, able to do. At one point, he was winning matches, um, but then he got injured and he's kind of been recovering since. Um, he also did pretty poorly this boss show, so he might go down in rank, which I don't want to see. Um, but yeah, when, whenever, again, whenever he's on, I'm always going to keep my eyes glued. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, uh, those, those are two Rikishi from, uh, the current sumo, um, division that I like watching. Um, I recommend you check out sumo as well. Um, in any, in any ways that you can, uh, you know, Google how to watch sumo. You might be able to find something there. Uh, there's sumo reddits and stuff. Um, it's fun. It's, it's something that. Uh, Americans didn't really have access to without, uh, paying for shady services to, to get NHK. Um, it has English commentary as well. Um, so yeah, if you, if you've, if you've seen people talk about it, um, it's because, uh, there hasn't really been a way to watch it, uh, for Americans. So uh, I would recommend, um, doing what you can to check it out. Uh, let's get another statement. Uh, this one's from... Uh, Astra, uh, they say, I am high. So there's, uh, there's that. Uh, shit. What else can I talk about? How did Chase and Jackson had it so easy. They could just fucking answer questions. I have to fucking come up with topics. I'm going to look up another random video game. <laughs> That's always so much fun to me. Here, where's that fucking tab I had? There it is. Click. Alright, that's one in here. Ooh. Another MS-DOS game. That's always fun. Let's see here. MS-DOS. This is a game called uh, Maupiti Island. Uh, looks like it was for a couple other things. It was for Amiga as well. Um, that's a cool box art. Point-click adventure game similar to Mortal Manor, its predecessor. Uh, the player assumes the role of a detective attempting to solve a crime by interacting with various characters and collecting clues while further events unveil a complex plot. So it's an adventure game. They they, they created an adventure game here. Uh, came out in 1990 on uh, home computers. Uh, these screenshots look really cool. Uh, really, really nice art to look at. Um... I'm looking at a shot right now that looks like a bedroom. It says home sweet home on the bottom with a big fish over the bed. Um, so check that out if you're into adventure games. Uh, Maupiti Island, uh, that's spelled M-A-U-P-I-T-I Island, I-S-L-A-N-D, uh, for various systems, Amiga, MS-DOS, etc., etc. Uh, speaking of games, speaking of adventure games, uh, I stream. I, I don't know if this is a good time to advertise this 50 minutes into the fucking... Oh, wait. Before I change topics, I should read another statement. <laughs> don't want to get ahead of myself. Before I before I talk about something, I should read another statement. Uh, from Comical Banana, they posted a screenshot from Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney uh, 2, that says... Uh, it's from the character Maya. Uh, and she's saying, of course, that monkey doesn't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Um, reminiscent of when I died laughing, uh, during Paperbox House's Phoenix Wright streams. Um, and speaking of streams, during
during my own stream on Saturday on Twitch.tv slash Robbie Dude, uh, I played a game called Legend of the River King for Game Boy Color. And if I remember correctly, that is a game that is a spinoff of the Harvest Moon series. Um, love Harvest Moon. This is ideas. Uh, I, I played Harvest Moon on GameCube. I think it's called A Wonderful Life. Um, that was the first and last Harvest Moon game I ever played. Uh, I remember liking it as a kid. Um, just kind, just kind of because like you know you you have a farm and you can do stuff and there's characters to talk to. Um, wasn't necessarily hooked. I don't remember really, um, loving the game. I just kind of played it because it was different. Um, I had a friend named Andy who was super into that game. He bought a GameCube just to borrow that game from me. Um, he loved it. He he loved playing that game. Uh, so I remember that game fondly. Uh, Legend of the River King, I believe, is a spinoff of that. It's a Natsume gig. Um, and it's a Game Boy Color fishing RPG. Uh, which tickles my fancy. That is just a dumb concept to me. I played a game called uh, Real Fishing Road Trip Adventure on stream. Uh, very reminiscent. Vibes, similar. Um, the The thing that stuck out to me is that I was ready to... Uh, uh, catch my first fish i was ready to go talk to somebody and see what they had to say about uh catching fish and i got into an rpg battle where i was uh fighting a spider and there was a timing system where i had to line up my fist with the spider and i decided i'm going to continue playing that game because that is an extremely funny concept to me in a fishing game um and it's always interesting to to have that kind of game where you 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 pop it up and you're extremely surprised um, about what you're getting just because you haven't really seen anybody talk about it. You don't really know a lot about it. Um, so it, it's always fun to have that experience, um, you know, on stream specifically, but just in general, you know, it's always just fun to, uh, uh, boot up a game and, uh, you know, have, have, a, have, a, have a fun time exploring something new with people who also haven't seen it. Uh, they call them blind playthroughs, um, but with like more obscure games, it's it's fun to again because like if it's super obscure, then there's not a lot of info on it, so people can't just like jump ahead and be like, oh, I I know, yeah, why aren't you doing this? It's a part of this thing. Um, so yeah, uh, Legend of the River King by Natsume, uh, big fan. Um, let's read off another statement before we uh, end things off. I think we can end things off now. Um. This one's from uh, Sarcopted. They say, uh, rats are just fun little guys with funky little hands. Let's read another. Um, this one's from uh, Jackson Ward. Uh, play Pikmin, cucks. I don't know what that's all about. Why is cuck... An insult. Well, that, and I know why. I, I, it's, it's, it's. That's probably just like, dude, bro. Like, you're fucking, you're fucking cock. Your, your, your fucking partner doesn't have sex with you. They have sex with someone else. So I guess, it's, I guess it's just like that, that kind of insult. I feel like it's not. It's just like a fetish, though, right? <laughs> right. It's like fuck you, foot guy. <laughs> I, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I guess if you think more about it, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. My advice? Don't think too hard about anything. Ignorance is bliss. Just stay dumb as fuck. It gets you so far. Uh, 
that'll do it for this episode of Liars for Hire. Um, join us next week. We do these every Monday on uh, Liars Club. Uh, if you join us next Monday, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing another probably more traditional episode of Liars for Hire. Um, I was uh, I was commissioned. I guess not commissioned. I guess I, I guess I offered. Just because I've been, I've been, I've been trying to see who wanted to do this episode of Liars for Hire. Uh, both of them, both of, both of my uh, co-hosts uh, uh, didn't immediately have any ideas, uh, so I, I took the reins. Um, I think it was uh, fun. We got to talk about AEW. We, I, I feel like w- with this podcast, I got to alienate ninety percent of our audience. <laughs> right. So like. I'm sure you were interested in the beginning, but like by the end, I feel like if you're still here, you are you are Liars Club loyal, or at least you're Robbie loyal, right? If you it, hey, let's do this. Chase and Jackson are gonna fucking hate this. That's why I want to do this. Let's do this. If you made it this far into the video, <laughs> if you made it this far into the Liars for Hire podcast, uh, post. A comment that has the word spectacular in it. The word spectacular, this is perfect. This is our code. This will be our code. If you have the word spectacular, that means you like what we did. You liked this episode. If you have the words, if you have the word Oh, if you, oh, okay, here, I'm going to look up synonyms for disinterested. Synonyms. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you have the word neutral in your comment, then that means you listened, you got this far, but you weren't, you weren't that crazy about it. You're like, okay, that write the comment that's like, okay, Robbie, your opinion on, on a specific topic was neutral. So that, that'll make, because Chase and Jackson are not fucking listening to this. They're not, they haven't gotten this far. So this will just be code for me and you, listener. This will just be a, a nice little code for me and you to, 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 to have fun with, right? And if you didn't feel one way or another in your comment, write the word um uh keyboard <laughs> that'll be the neut- not the word neutral the word neutral is not for the middle of the road the word keyboard is the one for the middle of the road so go ahead and <laughs> type that in the comments uh that was lies for hire i'm robbie uh usually joined by uh jackson and chase um, but they're not here to plug their shit, so I'm gonna plug mine. You can follow me on Twitter at RobbieDude, uh, or on twitch.tv slash RobbieDude, or you can go to my website to see everything I've worked on at Robbie.zone. Uh, you can follow Liars Club on Twitter at LiarsClubFanACC, uh, or on YouTube, Liars Club, you're already here, baby. Click that subscribe button if you haven't already. Um, get excited for more of our episodes coming up. We got more VCD, wanna play more Cuphead. Uh, we've got plenty of shit down the pipeline, um, and more wonderful Liars for Hire podcasts, just like this one. 
identical to this one, even. This is the only format we're doing from now on. Uh, so be happy about that. Or don't. Type neutral in the comments if you... <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Goodbye. Have a great night. See you later. It's the